can't believe that you haven't seen it love it so much you really gotta stream it let me tell you every line right now i can quote the whole thing since i was 12. maybe your mom told you no she said she Howdy, 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 and welcome to Movies We Missed. That's right. It's April Fool's, and I'm not Brandon Greenhouse, and this sure as hell ain't Jane Blackburn Hammer. It's Dave and Tara. How's everybody doing out there? Aren't you just shocked to see us again? Or hear us again? To hear us again? No, welcome to our April Fool's episode. You know, we had so much fun last year, we just thought we might do it again, and again, and again. So hopefully, for years to come, on April Fool's, you'll have a fun and exciting movie from Dave and Tara to listen to. Tara, I haven't seen you since last year. How have you been since last <laughs> April Fool's? Oh, man, Dave, you've changed so much. I mean, your face is just different, even. Um, I can recognize your voice only. Yeah, we're just we're just in each other's ears and through like text exchanges about the podcast. We don't, yes. we don't see each other outside of that. Besides to come over and play games and watch stupid movies uh no we see each other all the time and we love that we can have just one episode for us because i can't i don't know i mean i'm sure we've talked about this but i throw movies at jane all the time i sometimes will like slam my phone in front of brandon and be like which ones of these have you seen and like yeah. And then I'd tell Jane and be like, Brandon hasn't seen this movie yet. You should try it. And it's like, she never picks it, man. Like once in a while. Yeah, it's and just, that's fun. But yeah. we gotta we gotta have our say. We gotta have our our one for all the work that we put in. Well, and that it's it's also it's just like you said, there's those movies that we throw at them and they're like, Yeah, that's not my bag. And they just <laughs> and I get it. It's their podcast. But you know, yeah. hey. If every April Fools we can pull a gem out that you know uh, uh, they they are just uh, too snooty to put on themselves, then <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Um, I will start with uh, a question for you. Yes, what's your question? What is what is one of your favorite or a couple of your favorite off top of your head movies that they have chosen that were like super exciting for you, like? Oh, Brandon or, Brandon uh, or Jane. Yeah, I'm trying to think recently. There, I feel like there was something that Jane picked. Um, I mean, Con Air. Con Air is Con one Air. That, I'm always, <laughs> that I'm always happy to uh, revisit and listen and to. They, um, they did a double episode of Nicolas Cage stuff. and Well, they did that heart. Wicker Man one right after exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wicker Man's not even my favorite, but I don't care. Put Nicolas Cage in anything. And anything. He will overact until to his heart's his, content. Yeah, exactly. And, I'll, and I'm here for it. To I'm, his I'm heart's definitely content. here for it. Um, one of my favorite ones uh, was RoboCop. Uh, oh, of when course. Uh, Brandon assigned that, right? Mm -hmm. I think Brandon. Yeah. And, I think it was Brandon. Uh, when he assigned that, I was, my heart jumped. I was like, Jane finally has to watch fucking RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really did it for me. 
Well, and like True Lies or even the Terminator, I'm like super excited for when they Brandon oh. puts Terminator 2 up because, I mean, you don't have to go any further than that. Um, I know you've seen them. the other Terminator mover, movies, but that, that, I mean, T2, it's just like, I don't need another Terminator. I'm good after that. And absolutely. And listening to them discuss Terminator 1, like having Jane take it so seriously, like right. just made me really happy. I was like, this is, of course. she's like thinking about it and like taking the full context of the movie. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly. <laughs> well, and that's like, that's just due to the world building. That yeah, is like oh, purely yeah. due to the world building that like is done in that movie. And then also like you get into T2 and it's just like, you know, it flips the script on on everything, you know. Yeah. He's no longer the Terminator chasing Sarah Connor, he's the Terminator protecting John Connor. Like right. all of that is awesome. Like it's you know, be so, so good. I can't wait for so it. The last one that I was going to say uh, that I was surprised that I really like and I'm itching for the second one is before was it before Sunrise or before before sunrise, oh, um, with Ethan Hawke. I think it's is it the first one before sunrise, and then like after sunset. There's like after three sunset. of them, and like for some reason, I'm like, I want to see the second one, and I don't want to yeah. watch it till they do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't watch because that was the first time I saw it too. Whatever the yeah. that's called. What is it? I was so before surprised sunset. how good it was. Yeah, before sunrise, before sunset, and then after sunset. I think it's the after last sunset. one. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that I'm I'm looking forward to. Even though like that movie, uh, Before Sunrise, is like it's just it's like so cheesy. It's just so, so cheesy. cheesy. It's so of that time, ninety five. Yes. Like it's just very much like I just remember when that came out and just being like, this is so sappy. I mean, of course, like I wasn't old enough to care. <laughs> You're like about twelve, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that. If that but, no, I wasn't even twelve, Tara. I was like, I was like yeah, nine. I was twelve. I was, you were twelve. Yeah. yeah. No, I was. Yeah, no. It's just like one of those films that like is so of an era, and then it's just wild that he went on to make you know two more after that. I oh, be, before midnight is is the before final midnight. one. Okay. Before. Okay. They're all before. There's yeah. no after. All before. All right. Maybe they'll make one like after they're dead with the kids. Right. Okay. That's dark but <laughs> speaking of 1990 well you said four which is my favorite year for movies if we're going to talk about people being like sommeliers or something with wine and they're like oh my favorite vintage my favorite year for movies is 1994 but that does bleed into 93 and a little bit into five not so much five as three but like those yeah. are my core we might have even talked about this on our last time that we did this because we did Biodome last time. Yep. Okay, and check out all these episodes that we've just mentioned. There's going to be yep. like 12, 12 episodes. Yeah, by the end, by the time we're done. Um, but those were just like my my core movies, my the years that like influenced my taste a lot and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. the ones that were I was the most enamored with like still in yeah. awe of the, of the movies and what the movies could be like before I hit like real adulthood and had my, my, my world crushed. <laughs> well, and certainly there was like, so there were so many, you know, filmmakers in that era that were making these like big, like the blockbuster was still a th big thing. Like people were still going to the movie theaters in a big way. So like these were, 
these were like these cultural moments and all that. Um, summer, summer happenings, like yeah, yeah, it's just something to do in the summer in the air conditioning, of course. <laughs> um, but it's funny, we were sitting in a movie theater this past December, taking in mm. uh, Jimmy C's uh, Avatar sequel, uh, yeah. and we saw a movie trailer beforehand that gave us the idea for this week's episode, mm-hmm. this April Fool's Day episode. So we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie. 1993's Super Mario Brothers. Not not that new Chris Pratt <laughs> Mario Brothers. No, no, no. But you better believe that's part of the reason we're doing this because that is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And in an effort to make it as difficult as possible to watch one of the films that we're doing, we give you the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie, which is so clearly being like, you know, pushed down in a way by Nintendo because they have scrubbed. never liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, scrubbed. <laughs> and Tara, you you got us DVDs of this because it wasn't popping up anywhere. But thankfully, you're, you, you were able to watch it despite your DVD not working and you found it on YouTube. So there may be a hope for our, our listeners to actually watch this thing because you're not going to find it streaming anywhere. That's for sure. So, yeah, it was not streaming anywhere. I found it, uh, and it's apparently a well-known fact along, on the internet, among internet people, is that it is like $3.50 for a DVD copy of it on Amazon, and yeah. it will be at your doorstep in 24 hours. So That's if you want to watch it and you have a DVD player, it's not hard. But otherwise, the only other way I could watch it was on YouTube in five-minute segments, basically, like on some playlist where someone had just like taken their phone and recorded their television. That's amazing. <laughs> so I have, I mean, Jane was like, how could you stand that? And I was, I mean, it was fine for me. I've seen this movie so many times that I didn't really need to see it, see it. I just needed to be refreshed right. about it. And so it was fine for me to watch such, like such a bad version of it. So if you're desperate, you can watch it. It's out there. <laughs> it's, it's out there. But no, you got us this like $3.50 pressing of the super mario brothers movie it showed up at um at your doorstep and i was so happy when i came over not long ago and you had this for us um and it worked for me so that's some good news maybe it was your 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 blu-ray player your dvd player, it was the player. Uh, but I, I fired it up uh they spent all of nothing on that dvd menu i'll tell you that much um and uh i got to watch it and what i found was actually a lot of fun i really enjoyed this i had a great time watching it That's it's as bonkers as i remember it being when i saw it in theaters oh so long ago the summer of oh, 93 that fabulous I'm pretty summer sure of 93. i saw it in theater too theater oh, also, i know i did um my i mean my brother and i were mario heads in general um we couldn't get enough of it so but also, in, like, I like this movie. I think even watching it again, it was, it, it's still silly. It's still a kid's movie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, they're not But it wasn't that. meant to be a kid's movie. <laughs> I don't know how much, I, I don't know how much of that history you dug into. We'll get into it. But yeah, it, it was not meant by any means to be uh, a kid's movie, uh, which was surprisingly, like, even Nintendo's intent from what I understand. They liked, like, 
the edginess of it until yeah. it went to production and then everything fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> too far, too far. <laughs> too far. Um, we should probably start with, like, I didn't really write a synopsis, but we can talk about the general uh, aspect of the movie. It opens... It, when you uh, after the title the no no title uh, it yeah. opens to a nice little cartoon like we used to get in uh, so many '90s movies, which automatically reminded me of the DNA sequence in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, um, Mr., what's his name, Mister Dino DNA DNA, um, and he it's like a little cartoon of dinosaurs that used to live in Brooklyn. And yep. then all of a sudden, a meteor, I think, hits the Earth yeah. and pushes... Following the impact the, of a meteorite into the Earth. The meteorite pushes the dinosaurs into a parallel dimension where yep. they have their own world and they go extinct on Earth's world. Uh, where when they're in their parallel dimension, they continue to evolve. Wait, I have wrote this one down. <laughs> What if a meteor hit the Earth and the impact created a parallel dimension where the dinosaurs survived and grew to evolve into vicious, aggressive beings just like us? (laughs) Yeah, the social commentary was really coming through loud and clear. Oh, it was good. It was very good. Um, I also love like, yeah. The, the the they they find a they they found the city of Dino Hatton. I just love that they they also like stumbled onto the you know Hatton uh, you know naming scheme uh, for Absolutely. their parallel universe as well. Their par- they had so many good parallels in there. If literally everything was a pun, and yeah. whoever got the job of naming all the buildings in the parallel universe, I am I'm jealous and I. Cheers to them. And well, I mean, this movie had plenty of writers. I think there were nine people who worked on the movie uh, because of just constant like back and forth about what they want, what Nintendo wanted, what the filmmakers wanted. Um, but yeah, should we should we throw some stats out there about this? Please. I would. I didn't look at the stats actually, so go, give them to me. Yeah, so this movie came out on May 28th, 1993. We're coming up on that anniversary. Oh, yeah. um, you know, only took, you know, what, 30 years to, to get this bad boy back out. It was so Ouch. bad. <laughs> it was so right? bad that Nintendo almost swore off ever making another mo- movie uh, right? for this I mean, franchise or any other. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I mean, yeah. they, they, this is, I think. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second. Because um, we had like uh, live action Nintendo film. Um, TV shows and stuff. If you remember the Mario Brothers TV show, yeah. that was great. Uh, was yeah. it him? I don't remember if it was this guy. No, it wasn't Bob Hoskins. No, okay. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, we never got any movies. We got lots of uh, Mario Brothers cartoon movies and stuff like that, but. but nothing live action ever again until now well not i guess it's still not live action but we're getting the closest we've ever got yeah um no it's gonna be big i'm excited to go see the new one but there is something that will you know always endure about this like the 1993 join here because it's just so out of like just 
well, it's out of this world is what I was actually going to say, but I guess that's that's appropriate. It, it is out of this world. It it's just the decisions and choices that were made that that like led to this thing being made are just so wild to me. Uh, but let me throw these other stats out oh, here. Yeah. So the film grossed only 38.9 million against a budget of 42 to about 48 million dollars so, <laughs> so um, it was a critical as well as commercial failure for <laughs> for the folks over at uh hollywood pictures uh who is a disney company by the way so this is technically a disney film which is so funny that is um, funny. they were up against yeah. some hard movies during that year jurassic park came i was looking at all the 93 oh, yeah. hits that came out and it's like just chocked yeah. full of hits like they didn't stand a chance. <laughs> well, and it, it, they really didn't. I mean, they, and it's so funny, too, because when you when you think about it, it, it kind of was a sure thing at the time, you know, or yeah. should have been a sure thing. I mean, you With have, you know, you have this, you know, important video game that, you know, has permeated the culture and everything. So, you know, to 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 make this movie, which kind of goes against that the entire like aesthetic of the video game and the vibe of the video game entirely is just like, wow, you know, you could have gotten it so wrong and you did. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like. The only reason I think that, or not the only reason, but one of the main reasons I think this is done so well over time is the cast. Oh, like, they're the giving it their all, is... despite hearing how like terrible it is or how, how bad the production was. Absolutely. Like, a John Leguizamo carries oh, this thing. Yeah, like he, like my notes are littered with like little hearts with his name around it. Like I fucking love him in this movie so much. Um, and uh, Dennis Dennis yeah. Hopper, obviously, like he's he he's putting much higher level of acting into a movie <laughs> that does not At deserve all. it. <laughs> Especially in, in Bob Hoskins too. There's a heart behind like the characters yes. that I didn't oh, I didn't yeah. know before, you know, um, mm. or, or or recognize I guess because you know you're younger. You don't. That's kind of sappy. You don't sure. necessarily respond to those things per se. But like there was there was like this genuine like heart behind like their relationship and you know um how how luigi like you said just interacts with the world you know he's just kind of like open to it and everything and that's very much all john leguizamo that's like he just he just did mm -hmm. that so well i i think john leguizamo is probably you know one of my top 10 favorite actors i think he's i don't think he's underrated because i think we all know how good yeah. he is but it's just like it's so good that you forget sometimes until every time I see him, I'm in awe of like how well he does. But a good chunk of my uh, thought about him portraying Luigi is that even or even Mario Bob Hoskins playing Mario, they do a really good job of being who that character, like making decisions of what that character would decide or the hand movements or the, you know, the way he fumbles his words and stuff like John Leguizamo fumbles his words. And uh, Hoskins is Mario is very, so nice. Like he's such like, he's an angry dude. Like obviously Mario's a plumber, you know, yeah. he's an old angry guy. Mario but gets frustrated. We see it. And, but he's at the end of the day, all he has is love. Yeah. Like for it, he's always trying to do the yep. right thing and he's always looking out for Luigi and stuff like that. And you can like really see what I mean, 
I never actually thought about like what Mario or Luigi would be like in real yeah. life, but seeing these people who I'm guessing they put a lot of thought into this. Like I don't see Jolly Guazamo like winging anything. Um, so I imagine, you know, he thought about who Luigi would be as a person and he really did a great job portraying it. Now, you know, Princess Peach or any of the other people, yeah, they're good actors and stuff like that, but I, I don't see, I didn't connect Peach so yeah. much to, or sorry, Daisy so much to um, her, I forget her name in real life. Oh, that is uh, Samantha Mathis, um, who played Princess Daisy. Yep. Yep. And even Hoskins, or even Hopper, he uh, did a great job and stuff like that. But, and I do think he did act, you know, as, as Bowser would act. But I just feel like there was so much connection between the Mario brothers. It it was undeniable. It, like beams out Care Bears like well and I think that's that's the odd thing about the movie I mean and you know just in in terms of like there's a lot of oddness to this movie but just the (laughs) yeah (laughs) just just the way that the the film in general just like you have all of these production choices and like design choices that make no sense and then at least the only, they got something right in who they cast in the movie because like you got like the yes. real ones to be in this movie like really strong like actors all across the board you know even you know Samantha Mathis yep. Fisher Stevens you know is in this which I I oh, love yeah, I love uh, you know always love uh, Iggy and, Iggy and uh, Spike um, <laughs> I mean they you know Fiona Shaw I love Fiona Shaw you know as as yes. Lena. You know, they they really did a a fabulous job with the casting. They fooled them all into thinking they were making a better movie, but (laughs) at at least everybody showed up. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, their costumes were pretty good. Oh, just thinking of Lena. If this wasn't based on a Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, or uh, if this wasn't based on Super Mario Brothers, the video game and what we know that that to be, which is like stayed true to itself all these years later right and then the only thing that like is a blight on it is this movie which like yeah like i agree like this movie is not a super mario brothers movie it just happens to share like (laughs) character names with the video game um, and some light elements but they took so many like liberties with like the myth of super mario brothers um but like yeah if this was a standalone movie this is actually a lot of fun and like a perfect gem from the 90s but i think it it gets viewed in this bad light precisely for the reason that it's not just a spitting image of mario and luigi and you know that their entire world and you brought up something about the story that reminds me of like just the thought that they put behind the whole universe always like it just tickles me when they try and put science behind yeah. a video game or anything like that. And it's like just so loose enough that it could well, be Well, I plot. think that's a great place to start, like in just talking about the movie itself and like starting to go through the plot yes. is just the fact that, you know, they added so much that didn't need to be to this movie. You know, like mm-hmm. even even I was trying to figure out in and. I don't think in the games their names are Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. 
It's my it is mine too. <laughs> That's three Mario. It's Mar. It's three Mario's. It's Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. It's just that that line alone. When I heard that again, I was like, "Wait, did they make this up? Like, did this come from the video the video game? Because I always thought it was Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario." And then I realized, no, it, this is purely just a creation of this movie that their last names are both Mario. And that like that really made me realize, oh, they just they just did too much. Like this whole movie is just people doing too much, making all of the choices they could and not editing themselves. And yeah, it's it's just it starts right from the beginning with the, the opening, you know, um, the opening sequence, the, the, the animation sequence you talked about, the cartoon sequence, you know, of like setting up this world. It's just like, we didn't need all this. Like, just drop us in the mushroom kingdom. That's, that's all that needs to happen. We, we get the rest. We're in a fantastical world. Well, it, it, it's clear, like the, you know, Nintendo, if you read about the actual, like, evolution of the movie like nintendo was just all but willing to like just give over creative control to like somebody they thought the brand was that strong that they could just like turn over control to like the direction directors in the studio to to make a, a movie that's true to their their product and i think what you're saying like yeah that's not like the marvel you know cinematic universe where they have tight control over that like they Nintendo Nintendo showed everybody that you have to like you can't you can't give up control of your product you if if you want it to come out the way it is then you gotta you gotta stay on it that's what I was gonna say is that there's too many cooks in the kitchen for this like when when people have so what we found out is no matter what you make is people have opinions like you can make what you you poll and you study and you ask people you know focus groups is this movie good and you'll still get a bazillion people online saying it's garbage and it's like then people say oh it should have the character should have done this or the world should be like that or the rules are like this you did it wrong and it's like if you give that to a group of people who are untethered like you're ending up with a movie like this that is chaotic and not it's not cohesive in a lot of ways <laughs> like the the plot is there but like the world building and stuff is very foreign yeah to the to know. the world that they were trying to you know honor especially from the video game no no absolutely yeah. absolutely and it, it's purely it like, purely looks like it's if you read the history it comes just from the filmmakers themselves you know wanting to um assert their own aesthetic, you know, this really dark vibe and everything. It's a wonderful aesthetic. It, it's that's kind what I'm of saying. Like Beetlejuice, Beetle, I, would think it, I was thinking Beetlejuice meets Mad Max. It's very much it like, uh, like that cross between Tim Burton and, and yeah, Mad Max movies, you know, you're absolutely right. Especially the cars. The cars <laughs> are just ridiculous. Like The cars are insane. Everything's just excessive. They like So let's explain this universe before I jump into the cars and how it works. 
because they, what happens is Princess Peach gets left on the steps of an orphanage with this piece of a meteorite around her neck. And she grows up and she becomes a paleontologist or an archaeologist or something Mm -hmm. like that. She studies rocks, I think. And they find somebody, this big conglomerate is building a high rise or a big building. The Scapelli Construction Company. Scapelli. That guy was a douche. Um, The way he looked at her made me want to vomit. Um, Mr. Scapelli, he was yelling at Daisy and it was really cool. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, but she she held her own because she has this dig site that she is in charge of underneath his uh, excavation area and it turns out to be the portal to the other Mm -hmm. world that breaks open and one night while she's on a date with Luigi, which is the cutest date we've Mm -hmm. ever seen um, at with a, it's a double date with Mario's girlfriend, who is named uh, Mario's name. girlfriend. That is a great question. It I forget I her name. Too. I want to say Rhonda. She feels like a Rhonda. I don't know. All these girls, these women that are in the, uh, they all get kidnapped by uh, Spike Iggy. and Iggy, and end up in like a dungeon. But all the girls are from Brooklyn, so they're like super uh, caricatures of what a Brooklyn girl would be like. I noticed one of the girls uh, had a cigarette in her hand the entire time. Oh, is that right? I didn't even (laughs) notice. It's funny. (laughs) Smoking in movies. If if I saw somebody smoking, I saw somebody smoking on the sidewalk today, and I was like, ugh. But when I see it in movies, it doesn't faze me. It's so funny. It is. And all of they all had the tight dresses and gold hoops mm-hmm. and big hair and talked fast and uh, it was very cute. So that kind of explains Mario's girlfriend, uh, which I can't remember her name still. Um, and so then Mar- uh, Luigi and Daisy go on a date and, or go down on a, their own little adventure into the dig site and they end up. Does Daisy end up getting sucked across? Yeah, Daisy. Well, Iggy and Spike, mm-hmm. and I- Iggy and Spike kidnap her. Remember, and that's what lead. That's yeah, what yeah. lead the them down into the tunnel. They chase him mm-hmm. down into yep. the tunnel, and then they all cross over into the other dimension. Um, which, if you've, I mean, there's so many good movies that have things that are usually like underworld experiences, or the one that pops to my mind is. In Ninja Turtles, the original movie where they have the sh- uh, like the Foot Clan oh, yeah. layer, where it's like, do you want cigarettes or video games? Do you want to ride a skateboard? Or in Mad Max, it's like, do you want to fist fight and bet on people getting their arms ripped off? Mm-hmm. You know, like crazy things. So it's like a, a kind of a cross between that. There's lots of neon lights. And it's a very aggressive metal. Yeah. It is. That's good it's a very play. aggressive world, which I guess now that we're talking about like social commentary that this film was attempting to make, <laughs> um, I think yeah, you're 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 spot on with the fact that like it is this. It's supposed to be an angrier like version of Manhattan or New York in general, um, but also it's you know obviously Mario and Luigi operated in 
operate in it pretty well because they're kind of used to the gritty and grimy of Manhattan. So like, like they don't actually, the yeah, the, the two of them actually don't stand out that much in the movie, like are in this, in Dino Hatton to me, like the whole time I'm like, they kind of fit right in. Like they, 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 they seem to like be navigating it just fine. It's everything's a little different from, you know, their world, but yeah, it's not too far off. I was thinking the same thing with Daisy. Um, I was like, she's taking this all really yeah. well. Like all the changes, like they, they introduce, they just like throw us into this world and all of a sudden, you know, you're being chased by things and you're getting little hints of what the mushroom kingdom uh, used to be versus what it is now and uh, how much it's basically gone downhill since the mushroom king yep. was taken over by was dethroned by bowser so bowser's in charge currently and when you see all these posters of bowser and or i guess he's king koopa, koopa yeah king koopa um koopa so you see koopa everywhere and man does it look like trump stuff oh yeah oh, no no it's fascist propaganda through him. and through absolutely <laughs> like, like yeah but the but even Dennis Hopper, like the way he kind of looks yeah. and stuff like that, like every once in a while his face would be on the screen. I'd be like, oh, like it was too close yeah. to home, too, too similar. No, and, and, and uh, you know, they nail that aspect of it, too, of like that totalitarian government and, you know, just the um, absolute you know, power that they, they exert. And, and it, that, that comes home because as, as the movie goes on, like, you know, we um, – learn about the evolving de-evolving machine that Koopa uses on people, which I was like genuinely not, not to skip ahead, but I was genuinely um, like worried about like Spike and Iggy when he starts putting them. Cause I don't, I, I didn't remember that. I remember the things that's something we should talk about. The things I remember from this movie, big Bertha, yeah. big Bertha is fabulous. Uh, she came on the screen she came on the screen and I was just like, yes, Bertha, I forgot about you. And she is played just like fabulously by Francesca P. Roberts. Um, and just like, is Love this her. bigger than life character? And I, I just, I remember the f emotions I had when she first like, you know, takes the rock and kind of bullies Mario and Luigi to like the dance. <laughs> I was just like, I, cause I was like living through those moments again Cause it had been so long since I'd seen them. I've seen the movie and Bertha, like, I just remember, like I was, I had this affection towards her as soon as she came on screen. I was just like, I was like, no, you're not the bad one. Like, I don't remember you. you, you you're good. I know you're good. Like you're doing something bad right now, but I, <laughs> That's cool that I know you're that. good. I remember you being good, Bertha. Um, because I just had like this, this like warmness to her. She was just like, um, and she looks so cool too. That red, like leather, spiky outfit. So cool. Oh, she looks so cool in the boots, the, yeah. the boost boots or whatever they're called. Yes. Um, bigger than big. But that was. Um, I compare her. Oh, go ahead, T. To Tina Turner. Uh, Tina Turner. Yeah, Tina. Right? Tina. Max, uh, Thunderdome. Like, thund yeah. Yeah, like she's kind of a ripoff of her in a way, but like done in such a different way that it's it's way better like less chaotic she's more uh she seems you know like business savvy and yeah. street savvy but also can punch you in the well, face well, and i 
just seeing the kiss because I forgot about like the dancing and the kiss <laughs> and like the her like little like thing with Bob Ho- uh, Mario uh, played by Bob Hoskins. I it's um she's playing hard to get right like she takes she oh, takes yeah. this she, oh she she's loving it. it like that was like what I like took away is like because I like I said I was like why is she bullying them but it was just like oh she likes them that's what it is she likes Mario oh she kissed Mario I was just like and it hit me I was just like oh she was playing hard to get she took the stone away she was kind of bullying him a little bit to you know um you know say I like you and I was just like oh I remember that that Yes, I remember this game, Bertha. I didn't know it was playing hard to get, but I remember <laughs> this game, and you play it so well. It's so good. Um, the world that they are in, like, there's lots of, there's like basically one main set that they're probably oh, filming yeah. on. Oh, yeah, that main like city a, set. A, a, a yeah. street. Yeah, and basically they're like jumping and um, fighting and running from people, running from cops. Everything's a chase scene of some sort. But in this world, basically the cars are like, uh, not go-karts, what are those called? Bumper cars. Yeah. They're like bumper cars. They all have these big metal things that come out the back of the car and run along like an electric grid or something like that. So the world is covered in sparks. Like, And she, Bertha, really, like, has so many sparks around her like every time she's fighting or something like that there's sparks going off behind her like everything had to be on a grinder in a piece of metal or something on that set there's so much chaos it is improbable (laughs) well and then you know a lot of that um those choices um from what i understand of just making it this gritty grimy world was because of you know, the fact that the directors who were a husband and wife team, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel, um, they came from that Tim Burton school of like filmmaking. Like that was like, I guess their, their, their background was like animation and just like the comic book world. And so like the two of them plus, um, uh, the like producer, um, they, they just decided we're going to, we're going to go off that grimy vibe of like you said, teenage mutant Ninja turtles and also Batman because like it was just Mm -hmm. hitting at that time. And they wanted all of those films to super realistic, gritty grimy, which is, which is so funny because like the way they, they translated the, the, the video game to this movie is just like, it's the grimiest they couldn't have gotten like any more grimy. Like, it's just like, it's, it's so funny. Just like the complete, like opposite of what, like we know super Mario brothers to be. Um, even, even when you get into Bowser's castle, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's still like clean. Yeah. Bowser's castle in this is definitely like, well, and it's also, it's just like, it's it's a tower. It's a tower in the middle of a, 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 a city on, in another dimension. It's just like, um, what is it like they're talking something's on the 55th floor um no it's huge it's dino dino hat i can't get over that but yeah so um one of the reasons wait one of the reasons why it's so grimy and gritty is because of the mushroom uh 
fungus running around the city. So literally everything is covered in this like beige um fungi slightly yeah. mucus looking yeah it's like like sp- not spider webs but it's stickier and it's got little mushrooms growing all over it and it's alive and it's it's literally on everything and what that rolls me into is um i think when i was watching this i think i learned about evolution through this movie. oh really um I- yeah, I was raised fairly religious, and they didn't believe in evolution. Still mm. um, and <laughs> um, I remember like fully grasping what the de-evolution gun like did and stuff like that, and having my mind be so blown of like the full gamut of. Um, what they bring us mm-hmm. through, like they show us this this primordial prim, primordial um, mushroom goo that turns that you can shoot a laser. There, it kind of looks yeah. like a laser beam. I don't know what that gun thing is, <laughs> but and evolves or de evolves a species. And um, he starts. So who does he start with? Toad. We find he Toad starts with he... Toad. Yeah, they meet the musician Toad, who is singing a song. I love that. Yeah, guy. he's singing a he's singing a song out on the street, and uh, that's when Mario and Luigi get arrested uh, for the first time. And right, that's the first time they get arrested. I feel like they get yeah. like arrested or captured <laughs> twice. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they get arrested with Toad, who is like kind of a hippie, and he's like singing his little yeah, anarchy he's like, songs. He's like and a folky, like, like, like I guess our version of like a folk artist. Yeah, damn yeah. the man. And yeah. so, causing uh, a little trouble, just enough. Uh, and then yeah, so Koopa, um, to show Mario and Luigi just how powerful he is, puts two, uh, Toad in that little uh, de-evolving uh, chair and uh, puts him under the bad boy and. Turns him into their version of a Goomba, which I always like the the Goombas were the thing that just like did never like really made sense to me. That and Yoshi. It was just like this is like this is this is how you interpret these characters. Like so you made the 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 character that was squat with a big head, mushroom head, just like tall and big with a teeny tiny head. Like, that's how you interpret this? Opposite. Yeah, just opposite. And then, you know, Yoshi is like this photorealistic, you know, looking little dinosaur. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not, that's not. Tiny dino. I guess he's cute, but he ain't cute as Yoshi is. Not not at all. It's like calling Gollum cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. like, no, I know people like lizards. I can't. No, shame I'm not shaming that either. Like... That's just that's not this movie. <laughs> that 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 dinosaur no, exactly. belonged He's in not... Jurassic Park, and I'm sure that dinosaur would have loved to be in yes. Jurassic Park, a far better movie. <laughs> right. It probably yeah. I mean, they had. Oh, interesting that it's like two dino movies that came out at the same time. The, the graphics are kind of similar. I would say. I'd say that's a similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know who did the graphics on this, but they. It's certainly. It's not. It. it it's not a bad looking movie. It's really not a terrible. It's not. It's really movie. not. It's surprising. At like, all. Even the okay. So the Goombas, which are uh, these little tiny head creatures, some of them are like these little round mushroom headed, like what you would think of a Goomba. 
uh, head, but other ones have little dinosaur faces, like little lizardy, uh, long noses with teeth. Uh, but the little round-headed Goombas, which is what Toad turns into, um, are so cute. I like after all these years, like I remember thinking, like this is the stupidest interpretation. Like even when I was a little kid, I was like, "What is this?" And it did not connect with me. But now I've fallen in love with those little guys. <laughs> like they're he's the Toad one, and like how stupid they are. Oh, um, I love them too. You know, oh, I'm not saying I don't like them. It's so. Funny. I just remember as a no, I know you are. Yeah, I just remember as a kid just coming to that, like, understanding that, oh, this isn't the Mario Brothers I know. And that was, like, the first moment where yeah. it really hit home was, like, this – not this first moment. Obviously, it happened no. as soon as the movie started. I was like, oh, this is not going to be Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Um, and I had seen the trailers, I'm sure, and everything, the commercials. But, no, like you just said, it, it's very much um, – there, every everything's to be loved in this movie. Like all the choices are good. Like I said to Brandon last night, I was just like, "Good people worked really hard on this movie," and it's clear it it didn't necessarily yes. it didn't necessarily yield like a like great movie. But you know what? It's got a lot of charm. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart, and I got to give it that. And those Goombas, they're as charming as can be. They're just big dummies. <laughs> they like to sway. Big they dummies. like to sway. They got Toad now. They got Toad to like play that harmonica and get him to dance. Get him to dance. Um, So what happens after that? So they, oh, they find the boots. Oh, yeah. Um, The the only like superpower we end up really seeing is the jumping. Yeah, the jumping is it. Uh, They get from after uh, they, they run away or something and Big Bertha gives them uh, a hiding space for a little bit, and she has a closet full of these super boots or whatever. Do you remember what they called I can't. Them? I was actually just looking for that. Um, I can't remember either. Uh, but anyway, they, they like give you – they're kind of like what painters wear yes, when they walk the around stilts. like painting yep. ceilings. <laughs> stilts, yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they move. They like – hiss and have pistons yeah. or something you know i'm such a i'm a i'm a, a, a machine head just like brandon <laughs> you know i know these things um and they're able to like jump through the ceiling and kind of fly like it's it's not the same as like having a cape in mario but it's definitely like a mega jump with a slow drift down but that's the only superpower we really swamp see. stompers swamp which I don't remember if that was ever said in the movie. Was Thwomp Stompers said in the movie? I don't remember. If it was, it was fast because they were like being kind of attacked yeah. at the time when she said it. I I remember them saying Stompers a few times, but Thwomp Stompers is, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I know a Thwomp is, you know, the the square. No, no, you're right. You're uh, right. Thing in Bowser yep. Castle. Anyways, um, not to take us off topic, I, I just no, no, you're not. That's it. I like that that fun fact. Um, and so you see them like jumping around, saving things, and then we learn more about Daisy's like history. Yeah, and, girl's like, a princess. Her falling. She's a princess. She didn't know that. She doesn't know, and she is taking it well. Yeah. <laughs> She's like okay. 
call me princess. Well, she does have that vibe. Uh, she does but, have that vibe of like always knowing she like had she was destined for something. She she very much carries herself in mm-hmm. that way. Even though I think what makes the date at the beginning of the movie with her and Luigi so sweet is her unsuredness and his his belief in her just Agreed. like right out the gate of just uh-huh. like an encouragement of her and what she wants to do and and her that. you know her you know act you know just acting surprised that he was actually interested in everything and just being like you're <laughs> you don't think i'm weird or you know and he's just like no 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 not at all it's just all very sweet there that's such a cute scene in there then he's like you don't think I'm yeah, here, yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if you want to end it we can just that's end so it cute. now um but I think that's what, you know, she, she does such a good job. Um, Mathis, she just does such a good job of like, mm-hmm. you know, portraying the princess as this person who, you know, has always just had a sense that she was destined for more in a way. And a strong person. Yeah, a strong person, you know, even though she may, she may lack some confidence, but she she knows she knows to trust herself and um we're giving this we're giving mm-hmm. this movie so much right now. I know. Um, <laughs> Which we should. No, I, it's it's just it, it was like really fun watching it again cuz I was like I that I just kept coming back to what I said a moment ago of just like good people worked very hard on this and it's exactly. it comes through like, in the acting, that's for sure and and everything else too. I think it's getting better every time I watch. Like the older I get, the more I appreciate yeah, it, yeah. and like the more I think it's in. Like the more I see all the little things that are that are not the spectacular of it, or you know, they're trying to obviously get kids in by blowing things up and it, it, you know, jumping sky high. But it really is one of those those films where it's just like, no, the individual choices were good. It just they seem to have all been made mm-hmm. in a vacuum. Like nobody, no yeah. one choice like was informed by another choice being made on the production of this movie. <laughs> like, like it just is just, and it, or, or 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 with any real appreciation or respect to the source material, it's just like, just like no, no, no. no I totally yeah, we're gonna make a Super Mario Brothers movie, but it's gonna be dark. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be good. It's like. You know what we should do a short of is the Winnie the Pooh movie that's going to come out. That's that reminds me of is like now that Winnie the Pooh is uh, free uh, domain, they're making a horror movie out. Oh of it. yeah, it's that's right. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> they're so mad yeah, about that's it. That's funny. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, yeah, I'm I'm always down for us massacring a, a loved childhood memory. And it's, by the way, I finally found it's, it. It's Daniela is Mario's girlfriend's name. Daniela. She's, she very much reminds me of the nanny. Oh, yeah. She's definitely got Fran Vine vibes. Fran vibes. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've moved past um, that de-evolution chamber. We've checked that out for a little bit. Uh, you were mentioning um, the jump boots. Um, and, yeah. Um, did you notice something? So then, oh, I, well, I wanted to, did you notice how like at the beginning of the movie, like there's that moment where Koopa is talking to Lena about how he's sick of being, you know, um, uh, like in this other dimension and that he like sticks his hands in some of the mud and he's just, he's like, he's like this bacteria ridden or something like that. He's like, he's like disgusted by the mud, but then like just after this moment, 
with the de-evolution machine, you know, he's like in a whole mud bath talking to Lena, like loving the stuff. I was just like, what? Like, what are we doing? Like, is the mud good or bad? Like, Coop, buddy, you seem to like it. Like, despite what you were saying earlier. I, um, that was one of the main things that I couldn't wrap my head around. Um, and I don't know if I was, uh, if, if maybe if I watch it again, like tomorrow or something, I yeah. would get it. But I don't, he's like constantly, uh, uh, like, um, he is germaphobic. Yes. Basically yes. is what they're he's making the character be. His hands. He uses tissues to pick things up. He's like holding, he's holding a rate, like a, a, a radio, like a walkie talkie at one point with like a tissue mm-hmm. around it. Um, and he's, yeah, he talks when he gets into the mud bath. The quote is, I believe, something to, to the similar of, um, I love mud because it's so, it's dirty, yet it's so mm-hmm. clean. And so there's something, yeah, it's like a mud bath that is like perfectly clean. The only thing I can think of is that like bacteria and the evolution of bacteria, like a person who's obsessed with evolution might have a problem with bacteria like oh, what, what bacteria, bacteria could become into? yeah i don't know i that's one thing i really couldn't figure out why they made him um uh, worried so worried yeah. about bacteria no so yeah i think isn't that about the time that we like we start to learn more about koopa's plan and everything Koopa wants to take over. He wants the world. to merge the two worlds. He's sick of being down here. <laughs> um, which he confides all this. I always love a, a, a moment where it's just a bunch of exposition uh, from the bad person to the good person. Like he just like shares all this with Daisy. She's like, "This is what I'm going to do, and you can't stop me." And it's just like, bro, we know what's about to happen. <laughs> we know that it's all just for show. Uh, why would you tell this to the people that are trying <laughs> exactly. to stop you? Um, you're just helping them. Um, and Daisy ends up finding the room where her father is kept. And her father is... there. It, basically, it's a big white mm-hmm. room. If you want to picture this in your mind's eye, go into a circular room and put one spotlight down on the center. And then you have a door that they enter through and you see a chair, a throne, a single throne, gold, sitting in the middle of the room. And above it, drapes. The most giantest, most disgusting zombie testicle you've ever seen in your life. I was wondering where you were going with that, but yeah, that's spot on. It is... A sight to behold. Disgusting. Very much like this movie is just unsettling. Like, it's just, it's just the choices that were made for a children's movie that wanted to be an adult film. Like, and not adult in like triple X. I just mean like a film. film. (laughs) A film for adults. Um, it could have been, it, we could also compare it to a hemorrhoid. Yeah. We could also compare it to an anus. Any like kind of like skin tag, you know? Is yeah. oh, these are so gross and it basically like is a if you're like if you're the person who built this i'm sorry it's a wonderful prop we love you i'm sure they're listening um it's basically like a tube a giant tube covered in snot 
with one giant drip that they let hang down and they can pull back up into the tube to like make it kind of seem like it's alive. So when she comes into the room, the like the big drip comes out of the tube and like basically greets yeah. her like without it doesn't say anything. And then when it just Koopa kinda, comes like, in, it like retracts like, into its testicle. It, <laughs> So bad. I mean, that's that's what's I mean, that's that's the thing. And I, you know, I as things, you know, as the, the, the movie was going on and like, oh, I'm seeing all these things that I haven't seen in 30 years. And I'm like this. Oh, my God, this like I started to realize just how much like the aesthetics of this movie um, had an impact on me. Just like because it was just so bizarre and it was really like forcing my kid brain at the time to like try to understand like why would they make this? Like it very much is a root probably for me in terms of my curiosity about like how movies get made because it's just like this is so wrong compared to what like they were supposed to make, right? Like we all agree that this isn't right. (laughs) And then to have like a – but this is what we thought was coming. <laughs> Even I just remember like, you know, adults, you know, being like, what the heck was that? Like, you know, just like that's Absolutely. that's not the Mario Brothers down to like the fact that like we don't we weren't going to see them in their uh, red and green attire. If the filmmakers had their choice, like the studio and Nintendo, like forced them to put them in the, you know, red and green plumbers outfits um which that would not until the very last not until they the saved movie. the day like basically like you know and they, yeah. they they fight back so it's just like it's just funny too because it's like you could have had that like established up front you know when they're in new york as plumbers and then like it makes total sense when they're in this world that they like don like similar colors like that that would make way more sense I was just, I remember like when they went out and met Bertha on the town um, to try to retrieve the stone from her. They're in those like Mario's in yellow and Luigi's in red. And I'm like, why was, why was their suits? Yeah. These very nice like suits to go out in the town in. Right. It's like uh, dumb and dumber and they're golden or they're orange. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's like yellow and. Yeah, and I'm like, it was just so I, I I was just like, why, why, why are we doing this? Like, we chose these colors. Also, ketchup and mustard. No, 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 no. <laughs> they were just trying to ketchup and relish. I need red and green. Different as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Their little plumber's outfits at the end too were like even very. Uh, artistic on take it, for on, sure i'm actually yeah. looking at a picture yeah. right now the blue sleeves and the like weird blue pockets that they both have on on their their jumpsuits yep. and everything of course luigi has to be cool no that hat has to be on the, turn to the back um he has to wear yep. it backwards um yeah they took i mean to say they took artistic liberties in this movie would be an understatement they like they they right. chose whatever they wanted but keep us on track, T. Where I are love we? How, oh, no. I was going to say, I love how many, like, spike. Like, I know we talked about Big Bertha's spikes, but I feel like everything was spiked. Punk rock. And, oh, yeah. It was my kind of world, man. I'm, I'm into it. And, you know, it does really influence my taste. Yeah. Still. 
what I think is cool. Um, so Daisy ends up finding out who her dad is and what her place is in the mm-hmm. kingdom. Uh, I believe her mother is her mother been killed or something. Uh, yes. I don't know what that line was. Yeah. Okay. And so she is like ready to do what she can to overthrow Koopa and get her dad back on the throne or get herself on the throne. Who knows? But she's like all of a sudden understands her place in the world and what she needs to do. And uh, then the the fight ensues for the piece of the stone to get someone's going to take the piece of the stone and put it into the meteorite that is at the tunnel, the entrance to the world, mm-hmm. both the worlds. Dimensional portal. And connect. So, so then the meteorite is whole again. merge the two and, worlds. Um, merge the worlds. And we find Lena steals. She's she's the end of the game of hot potato of of the stone, which was pretty fun little uh, scene of uh, car car chases and uh, people jumping higher than you know six stories. It was pretty cool. Um, and um, she gets this stone. Wait, did I skip over Bowser in the? Yeah, I did. Uh, in that fight that I was just referencing, uh, they put Bowser in like this giant cauldron. Oh, that's right. Uh, Koopa in this giant cauldron in the middle, and he's like fighting everybody from the cauldron, which is reminiscent of his um, end boss. Always um, up in that. He's up like in, in that this, little like, the little clown yep car. the little propeller on the bottom. I always love the little yeah. propeller. It's so funny. Tara's got Tara's got a tattoo it. of it. But yeah, Bowser flying above, uh, you know, in the in-boss stages. Um, yeah, and yeah, so basically that's yep. the end battle. But in, like, in, in Dino Hatton, it's like a, you know, big, like a, what they, like a bucket, steel bucket that they would use to like uh, move earth. Construction. Yeah, and then construction and everything, move gravel or something like that, that uh, Koopa gets put into. And then... And then they, Mario and Luigi find de-evolution guns and, like, shoot Koopa with their guns and they turn him a couple of times. Like, he turns the first time, his face gets all twisted. The, 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 again, the graphics are They're not bad, like, no. Not I re- bad. And I remember at the time being like, they, oh, this is, like, really trippy, but it's done well. Like, this is scary, but, but it's, done, yeah, it's not, done well. Yeah. yeah. And, um... So their faces get all twisted and contorted and uh, he turns into a dinosaur, a T-Rex, and he comes and he flies or scares people by jumping from the bucket and then they de-evolutionize him again it into primordial ooze. ooze. And that's the last... And he splashes on the sidewalk. And that's the last we see of Koopa. Until... And that's when the, the, the Lena gets the stone and she puts the stone into the thing and she dies. That's such a good death scene um, to get off we, we, to get off the exposition yeah. trail. Um, very Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Uh, she Basically, she like puts this stone into the or puts this necklace into the into a big rock and gets electrocuted. Um, but the art department, man, the art department did a great job on on creating that prop for her. She gets like this big electrocuted hair and she gets thrown against the wall and turned it basically turned into a fossil almost <laughs> like a skeleton. Of yeah. her. 
smoking. Yeah, I always remember that too. Just like they did, they did a really good job painting some images on my brain. I will say that, like, of all yeah. the things about this movie, it it like it made aesthetic choices that like left an impact. Um, from the Goombas with the tiny heads to just you know, um, you know, all of the all of the CGI Big Bertha, Big Bertha the CGI like face morphing stuff that they did and all that stuff. It's just like these were like it was like the right amount of nightmare fuel at that age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if people didn't didn't like it or didn't get it, we still all remembered it <laughs> if we saw and, it. <laughs> you know, I know we're, we're we kind of just we 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 laid out the end of the plot here. Obviously, we're we're getting to that good end, but you know, at this point in the movie, we've already heard the best part of this movie, and you know what that is? Dino Walk. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack. The soundtrack, oh, yes. I didn't, I forgot like how good the soundtrack is. Um, even though it's just like, and it's so clear to me now, like something like um, Walk the Dinosaur, not Dino Walk, Walk the Dinosaur. No, I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's, I, uh, Oh, oh, what, this uh, funk track, door, get on the, everybody walk the this funk track with George Clinton on it, like it's yeah. like, oh, no wonder you like Prince. No wonder you like funk in R&B. Like this is like you heard this song and you were like, that's the jam right there. Walk the dinosaur. That's the jam. Well, and also like Roxette is on here. The Divinals, like even Queen, like I love Roxette. Uh, Queen, I remember I had the soundtrack and Tie Your Mother Down. I was Ooh. just like, there's a song aside from Bohemian Rhapsody that this band does. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like there's like there's some good, good bops on the soundtrack. Um, but even the music in the movie is really good, too. Um, just in, in terms yeah. of, you know, uh, using these like lo love is a drug, um, you know, mm. using songs like that. It's ex it's ex it's ex ex it's an exciting movie. It's got the momentum of the time, and they use yeah, they definitely use the right. It's got yeah, it's got the aesthetic of the, the time. Right it's just like it it very yes. much is. Oh, it, it's very much in the vein of like your Demolition Man's and your you know um, yes. Lawnmower Man's, all the Man's, just all the Man's, all the Man's, all the Man's. I I do like it when we get a. A, a good time piece, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A time capsule of a movie like this? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's of a moment if there ever was one. Yeah. Not trying to be anything else right? but now. <laughs> well, T, you know, um, is there anything else about the Super Mario Brothers movie we we want to touch on? I mean, we were we were all over the place, but I, mean, I think we, we got a good smattering of what makes this movie so special. We did, and we don't need to spoil the ending for you. But I will say that they, they, the very last scene of the movie is um, Mario and Luigi are at home with uh, the girlfriend who was named Daniela. What was her name? Daniela <laughs> and Daniela and Peach opens the door and says, "Are you ready for another adventure?" or something like that. And uh, in other words, and. You know, I'm. I just think, give it another ten years. Can can we get another one with this? Same oh well, cast it won't be the same cast because 
Bobby <laughs> Baby died. Um, and I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, Bob he? Hoskins died a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where well, Samantha Mathis is. We know Koopa's dead, which is fine because Dennis Hopper is too. Um, right. But no, it, they definitely set it up at the end there for a sequel. Like they had aspirations of making another yeah. one of these and it's just like, yeah, it didn't happen. Um, but that actually. And what I lo- oh, love what? To, what I love to see is which ones made it and which yeah. ones didn't because Jurassic Park set itself up for multiple movies and I'm sure other movies that came out at that time were you know ended up being franchises for sure it's like it's 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 funny to see it fail in its last moments of the film well the there's actually one more moment there was a post credit scene I was vibing with the soundtrack I was was vibing with the soundtrack so much that I just let the credits roll and then all of a sudden a post credit scene started and it's two Japanese businessmen um uh, commenting to someone that they have a, or people, I should say, commenting to uh, some people that they have a proposal to make a video game based on their many adventures. And they are asked for the video game's yeah. name, and the camera pans over to reveal Iggy and Spike, who suggest Iggy's world, and then uh, Spike says, the indomitable Spike. And then, res- um, and then they both agree upon the Super Koopa Cousins as the title for their video game and then it fades out um but yeah no i'm those two are i mean how else was it gonna end but a happy ending you know the marios you know you know uh, finding their 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 uh, significant others you know even though we had that moment where you know we think that's it for luigi and um daisy but no 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 like you said she came back she needs their help she needs her man luigi um, and it really did. It really did bring back the whole heart of the movie um, at the end there, just with, yeah. you know, Luigi wanting to dive back in, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll ask, did you, would you watch this Absolutely. movie again? And I can anytime I want because my good friend Tara <laughs> bought me the DVD. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um I will watch it again, and I will. Jane didn't watch it with me, so I'm gonna. Brandon didn't watch it with me either. One last thing to say about this movie, and it just came to me like, it's of a special, it's of a very special like class of films, and that is a film that plays at a bar. That's what this movie is. Oh yeah. This is a this is a film that they put on ironically and for giggles at a bar. (laughs) Like, and it, that is even, I think, of a moment, like circa like 2000, you know, six, 2007 of like bars and restaurants putting like, yeah. you know, irreverent movies up um, and just turning the volume down. <laughs> um, but that's what this movie is. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah. Play it like the local. Exactly. Or yeah, 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 exactly. Or like, you know, I yeah. even think DMK Burger Bar used to put silly movies up yeah. um, on, on the screen behind the yeah. bar. But uh, yeah, no, sorry. That was just one thought that came to mind. But I absolutely would watch this it's again. It's like just a wholesome, it's mainly unoffensive. Yeah. Like it's just a good yeah. time. Like there's there's really nothing that can diverse go wrong with it unless of, you don't supr- want to well, keep your kids diverse. about evolution. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> At least give them a taste yeah. of it so they can figure it out on their own. <laughs> I know, right? 
Well, T, let me ask you. You would watch this again, I assume? Many times over? I absolutely yes. would. I will, and I will make other people watch it. For the rest I love of my it. Life. <laughs> love it. Um, well, we will leave you guys to uh, another week, uh, another episode of Brandon and Jane, because we know, you know, we know you like it. Until so, next year. <laughs> until next year. Boom. Bye-bye. Do I? I mean, I don't know if you do it or if I should do it. Um, But no. Bye-bye. We'll see you in April of 2024.